You're listening to Immaculate Conception Podcasts, recorded every Sunday at the 11 o'clock Mass at our new church located at 411 Palma Road in Columbia, Illinois. For more information about Immaculate Conception, please go to www.icc-columbia-il.us. Our pastor is Father Carl Shear. And now, enjoy the podcast. As Halloween was approaching, the story is told about a father who inquired of his little seven-year-old son what he was going to dress up like for Halloween. And the little one said, I'm going to dress up like Martin Luther. And his father said, well, son, you know, Martin Luther was a Protestant and we're Catholic, you know, and so probably not a good idea for you as a Catholic to be dressing up like Martin Luther. Couldn't you think of somebody else to dress up like? The little boy thought a minute and he said to his dad, is Dracula Catholic? <laughs> it was 500 years ago this Tuesday, October 31st, on All Hallows' Eve, that Father Martin Luther, an Augustinian monk, nailed a copy of his 95 Theses to a church door in Wittenberg, Germany. And these 95 Theses were soon widely distributed throughout Europe, and the Protestant Reformation was underway. Luther's concerns were multifaceted, but his focus was on the abuses of the church regarding the sale of indulgences and certain aspects of the abuse of papal authority. Certainly from both a Catholic and a Protestant perspective, this was one of the most significant moments in the history of Christianity, which is being commemorated by Protestants and Catholics alike this weekend and in coming days throughout the world. And most Catholic historians would agree that indeed the church of the 16th century was badly needed of reform. But once the Protestant Reformation took off, both sides became entrenched in defending their own doctrinal perspectives, rather than truly focusing upon reform and reuniting the church. There has been a lot of finger pointing down through the centuries on both sides. It still takes place today. In these past 500 years, the number of Protestant denominations and non-denominational churches has become nearly too numerous to count. Certainly these divisions among the Christian community of faith continue to be a great scandal in light of the prayer of Jesus the night before his own past and death on the cross when he prayed that all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you. But there's no doubt there is enough blame to go around to everyone. It was in 1958 when now St. John the 23rd announced that he would convene the Second Vatican Council, often referred to as the Ecumenical Council, because he invited leaders of other Christian traditions to participate. And at that time, Pope John XXIII offered a very profound insight 
that can still be our guide today for ecumenical relations among all Christians. He said, in essential things, unity. In non-essential things, liberty. And in all things, charity. In essential things, unity. In non-essential things, liberty. In all things, charity. When Jesus was asked in today's gospel passage of Matthew, what was the most essential thing, the most important commandment, he replied, to love God with all you've got and to love your neighbor as yourself. The good news is, nearly all, if not all, Christian communities agree on this most essential tenet of our Christian faith. And that has been the spirit of the Catholic Church's ecumenical initiatives in recent years, focusing upon those things that we agree upon rather than all those things that we disagree on. Indeed, we Catholics have come a long way since the time that some of us probably remember when we were not permitted to enter a church of another faith community, even for a wedding or a funeral. Now, we know that we have broken down those barriers. We want to show respect and appreciation for our sister and brothers of other faith traditions, practices, and beliefs, and liturgies. Most Catholics aren't aware, but Catholics married a person of another faith tradition can now routinely receive permission to have their wedding in the church of significance to their non-Catholic spouse, something unheard of. 60 years ago. In no way does this ecumenical spirit of the church devalue our Catholic beliefs and practices. For indeed, we treasure the gift of our Catholic faith. We recognize its genius. But these ecumenical efforts are simply a way of showing our respect for our sisters and brothers of other faith traditions. When I was a student at St. Mindred Seminary from 1969 to 1973 in southern Indiana, every school year we participated in a one-month interterm ecumenical exchange program with four Protestant seminaries as an initiative in this renewed ecumenical spirit of post-Vatican II Church. I'll never forget the month I spent at the Southern Baptist Seminary in Louisville, Kentucky where, of course, no alcohol was allowed on campus. At St. Mindred, we had our own pizza and pub establishment called the Unstable. So while at the Baptist Seminary, our beer mugs became pencil holders in the daylight hours. And then at night, they returned to their original intended purpose. One of the highlights of my 14-plus years here in Columbia has been the ecumenical Thanksgiving and Good Friday services we do each year. And along with that, four other ministers here in town and I meet regularly for lunch at a different local restaurant every month with no agenda, just an opportunity to be together, to support, to encourage, and love one another as we all still strive to learn how to better fulfill this great command of Christ, to love God above all things and to love our neighbor 
as ourselves. May this Reformation Sunday, as our Protestant brothers and sisters refer to it, be an opportunity for all of us to renew our commitment to reform our lives in the light of the gospel. Never sitting in judgment of each other, but striving always to support and encourage one another as companions on a journey, hopeful that even though we cannot yet be one here on earth, we might one day be one in heaven. Whether Catholic, Protestant, Jewish, Muslim, Hindu, Buddhist, or other, may we all seek to be one in proclaiming to one another and to all the world that God is good all the time.